Hello there, D&D aficionados and good peoples of the role-playing pantheon. Welcome to... Peppers from a Chimney! Part 2 A Crimson Nid podcast that will journey with four wayward adventurers into the heart of the Southlands, a land of mystery and adventure, where riches and dangers await those brave enough to cross the wild expanses. My name is Stacy, and my player and game master handle is Dagobah. The campaign setting is Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e rule set, and we game using Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So, no more to be said. Let's just sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. So, last time... We started our tour through the Nightmare King's tree, also tower, which is also a tree. Uh, there were some guardian statue creatures uh, that seemed vaguely dangerous, uh, so naturally we killed them. Maybe in a more aggressive manner than we should have. Anyways, they're dead now. Uh, the Nightmare King received the flask of whatever we were supposed to give him, them. I'm not sure. Anyway, it, it seemed to have worked out fine. But he dropped a shard uh, that is very interesting to me because it glows with magic. And not just magic, but magic of all of the schools of magic. Furthermore, it calls to me it it i hear from it this sort of hum and it seems to be coming from downstairs so i must insist we should inspect the downstairs uh, but um, meanwhile we sort of scattered uh, around the tower investigating it uh clicker and thorn went upstairs there were a library of suspiciously empty books but we found one book in Sylvan that seemed to mention our names and names of some people that we know specifically Bashir um, the rest oh there was also a sort of map room uh, it was quite unusual uh, we deduced it was a captain's quarters that may or may not normally only exist on a ship but it was a room with maps and various instruments that could be used for navigation i suppose i would not know much about how to use any of that but i think this is it we have found all we can and i can't wait to check out downstairs okay cool what about you make did you have something else that you wanted to contribute no, that's good. And what about you, Ivan? We clearly found a captain's quarters up in the tree with navigation tools and a lot of gems. A lot of, a lot of gems. Oh yeah, there were a lot of gems. <laughs> and a rod or a wand that was not quite uh, finished, but it's a... Uh, no. Not one, but many, many shafts for uh, for creating magical wands. Yeah, but not not enchanted. So basically, uh, the raw component. I think that you would need to create a wand. 
Mm -hmm. I'll give you my little bit. You arrived at Duskwood's home and were greeted by stone statues at the door. They spoke a language that seemed oddly similar to Clicker and Norbit's native tongues. Of them, you made short work. Past the front door, you found Duskwood sitting in the sitting in front of the room's waterfall feature, silent and sort of unmoving. In his hands, he fiddled with a shard of blue crystal. Thorn rescued the vial of essence from Clicker and released the ethereal substance. It flew directly to Duskwood, smacking him between the shoulder blades. After the essence penetrated his being, he expanded until he disappeared, and with his disappearance some of the unfinished internal bits of Guardian Tree Savosi completed, the wood shaping in front of your eyes. Before, there were only stairs leading to the floor below. Now there was also a stairway leading to the floor above, to his library. In the library, many blank books were found, but only one book had writing. Having plucked it from the shelf, Thorn was able to recognize Shorn was unable to recognize the language, but within its pages, his eyes fell on some common words that he recognized. In fact, those words were names, your names, and the names of Bashir, Ona Ona, and Nit. The floor above had all the hallmarks of a science stuff. That sentence is really bad. The floor above had all the hallmarks of science. Things weren't readily equated with magic. That was until Volga's keen eye picked up many unspelled wands. What else was there? Hard to say, because Clicker pocketed the lot. Otherwise, Volga mentioned some odd sensations she experiences with a blue shard and a harmony she is sensing from below. Norbert, on the other hand, stayed on the ground floor. His thoughts skittered about how to render everyone unconscious without smacking them. And thus he remembered, a time from his youth, a particular coastal herb. A herb that would kind of make you unconscious. It did this by putting you into a coma. But that's okay, he's a paladin and has some mighty divine magical hands. Feeling happy about his less violent solution, the turtle goes a-snooping in the basement. The floor below is a kitchen, and therein he finds three doors. Past two doors are bedrooms, but past the third? Good question. That appears to be the only locked door. So I guess that's it. Short. Now then, what are you guys going to do? See? Yay. Short. I feel like I accomplished something. So, um, first thing, Daria, are you figured out now how to open up the map then from your character sheet? Yes, thank you very much. Cool. Okay. So yeah, the four of you... Oh, yeah. <laughs> My Davy Crockett. I was using him to test line of sight shit. Cool. He's gone. He's gone. So what are you guys going to do? So, uh, Clicker, are you going to be taking those um, contraptions, things? I'm not entirely sure how they're called, but uh, they're shiny and seem intricate enough to fetch a good coin. Clicker, who has just pocketed all the gems, uh, is just very quickly looking up from from looking inside her backpack and and gazing at the at the shimmery stuff that is now inside, and almost looks like she has been caught stealing. 
Yeah, so you should look guilty because you're just ripping off an old man's home. And if you were to consider where we are and what we know, you'd realise that you didn't have to take anything. We have been We're in a dream you... world. Yes. Yes. And we have been given the ability to create anything that we like simply by imagining it. But it fades again. Sorry? It fades again. I am positive that whatever we imagine, we would not be able to take with us outside of the dream. But it's exactly is... what I wait. How do you know? Exactly. So there's a couple of things that we haven't done that we should have done. The first thing we should have done is to step outside the dream, just to make sure we can come and go. We're supposed to be able to do that. The next thing yeah, is carry. But... Can we carry yeah. stuff from the outside to the inside? We know we carried the backpacks. They came into the dream. We don't know if we can carry something out. But if we know we can come and go, and we know we can imagine stuff, think of what would happen if we were to imagine a diamond the size of a Volkswagen and then step out of the dream. What is a Volkswagen? What is a Volk? I know what a wagon is. It's a large, shiny object. Anyway, um... I mean, it was not exactly easy to get in here, particularly for me, so I am afraid if we get out, it would be hard to get back in. So I'm all up for experiments, but I think we should grab anything that could be useful. Uh, maybe also imagine something that can be useful and only then get out. Then we can evaluate. Uh, what did we got out with us? Only imaginary things or only pre-existing things or both? And then we can see if we want to, you know, shuttle back and forth. Creating untold wealth. Um, and dominating I mean, the world. It, even with all the wondrous things I have experienced in the past 24 hours or so, it, it, it seems too good to be true. Clicker pulls the uh, the cord on the backpack or whatever. However, I, I I just I'm just gonna say that's that's how it's closed, um, and then slaps the the top back on, uh, swings it back on her shoulder. Can you give me a perception check as you do that, Clicker? As you're closing up your backpack, looking in at the shiny objects, you kind of notice that there is one little item inside your backpack that didn't fall out when Norbert upended it. And it looks like it has stained the inside of your backpack. You recognize the remains of your Parganberry. It's not in my backpack. Oh, where was it? Uh, let me check. It should be in a, in a belt pouch. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she emptied that belt pouch 
and only put the park in there. Yeah, yeah, that's precisely where it is. Okay, the point of the story was really less about you staining the inside of your backpack. The, the point was really about that the Parganberry that you had picked up that Norbert had vomited out, it had turned to mush. So I had thought about that being in your backpack, but it's, since it's not in your backpack, I, my I, bad. I deleted it. It's, yeah. it's mush. Yeah. And okay. with so, that roll of 20 for your perception, hmm. you would have noticed that it seems to be um it looked like you it's only been a couple of days but that that mushed up berry didn't look like it was just a couple of days old so it's like uh <laughs> looked like it was maybe a week old i don't even it's it's rotted or rotten yeah it rotted mm. Yeah, so Clicker uh, sees that the the pouch on her belt has has changed. Oh. Ah. She takes the pouch off and just throws it into a corner of the room, and then uh, grabs the the straps of her backpack. We can go! Wait a second, do you know these berries? Do they normally rot so quickly? No, they don't. We have been in the dream world for not too long, but in the real world, it may already have been a week. And the well, berry is from there. Oh, so. then we better hurry. Yes. On to the basement. Yep. Come, Thorn. You're a little away, I feel. So you guys are all just heading down to the basement? Directly? Looks like it. Hmm. Okay. I am going to dump you guys here. On the way there, Clicker is going to uh, go and try to um, pick up the the two crossbow bolts that you your magical crossbow bolts mm -hmm. and and pick them up as regular crossbow bolts. Okay, give me a percentile die roll twice. Nicely done. You found both. Mm -hmm. My thinking was first one 50%, second one 80% to find. Two rolls 95 and a 97%. Yeesh. Okay. It's dark down here in the basement. I think you should be able to see the map. I can see the map now. I can see something. Uh, I'll put you guys... Who's first? Uh, probably Clicker. Since Norbert was down there first, so I guess Norbert... Wait. 
Flicker was down there first. She was yeah. the fir first to, to go back downstairs. I came upstairs with everyone. Can I move? How do I resize a window without being able to grab onto the sides? Like it's too high? But I remember there was there was a way to resize a window. You can control if you hold control down and then left click inside uh, left the map. Click. Mm -hmm. yep, you can resize. And by the way, um, when with Fantasy Grounds, Fantasy Grounds Unity, and with the line of sight stuff, you can no longer go through walls and just expect that you will go there. So if you draw a line and you're like, I'm going to go over there and your line goes through a wall and I hit, I say, approve that move. It moves you up to the wall and it stops you at the wall. Good to see. The line of sight worked. Can you move me there, please? Okay. I do like the line of sight stuff. When I go back, though, I, um, if you move me back. Now, this door, now you guys can hover over a door and open close the door, but just the door to the south of where Clicker is, it's locked. So even though you can left click it and open it, don't open it because it's locked and there's no way for me to actually indicate that it's locked. The door to the south of Clicker. Now the door to the to your south southeast. Yeah, southeast of where you are. Don't click it, please. Don't click the door. Do not open the door. I clicked me, but it showed what was inside. How did that happen? I'm not sure. Maybe they were too close to each other. Oh, there's a thing. Yeah, there's an icon comes up that says closed. Yeah. Either which way. So, Norbert's been the only one who's been here. So, fo following the curve of the trunk, you walk down the stairs and find yourself standing in the cooler part of the large tree, the basement. The basement is lit with soft light. Before you is a quaint kitchen with a table, a small stove, and some shelves. Above each shelf is a lit sconce. Not lit by flame, but lit nonetheless. Clicker, come and open the door. Okay, now it's getting a little weird. Doesn't do that so frequently usually. Yeah, is there anything to see in this in this bedroom? Volga, as you continue to go down the stairs, getting lower and lower and lower, the humming sensation that you got continually got louder and louder and louder. So it is... The harmony is just as loud as the hum from the object that you held in your hands. And can they sense where it's coming from or like any, do I have any sense of direction? Um, give me, I always immediately default to perception, but I'm, I'm just thinking perception is usually, I mean, you can touch, so touch. Yeah, it's, it's going to be perception. So give me a perception check. fact is, is your passive perception is high enough, but let's just see how accurate. Okay. With your passive perception, you have a sense that it is coming from your, directly from your east, east of where you are. 
and Clicker is going to work on that door. When she goes down on, on one knee to be on head height with the keyhole, <laughs> and she pulls out her thief's tools, uh, what she's doing is... is it just looks... How do I describe this? Uh, professional? <laughs> uh, but not not in a sneaky way. She just looks like your average... Um, Everyday you know. locksmith. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Very methodic. Not bent on, on breaking the lock or, or being silent. It's just a very straightforward uh, method. I have in my mind this picture, Clicker sitting there, very, very professional, but even though she's professional, her tongue kind of hangs out of her beak as she concentrates. <laughs> okay, so give me your Thieves Tool roll tied to dexterity as you attempt to unlock the door. 22. Yeah, you have no problem. You look at that lock, and just by you eyeballing it first, you know that you're going to get this. So explain, give me a description of what it is that you do as you readily and easily unlock that door. Mm -hmm. Clicker goes down onto one knee and looks at the sting, and you, you see how her head tilts from one side to the next. And then there's like a little peck inside the hole with the tip of her beak and that's all she needs she gathered all the information it seems she goes down to look at her thieves tools picks one tool inserts it very carefully into the keyhole without touching the outsides even like uh i don't like no ring basketball right so uh, just very carefully inserts it and okay, um, turns it left, turns it right, and unlock. And you successfully unlock the door. So you may you may left click and open that door. Hmm. So you open the door, and immediately in front of you, you see what is clearly pantry shelves. Is it stinking? The smell of tea comes to your nose. Just pleasant smells, for sure. Good. Good. Smells good in here. Mmm. She's going to go through the pantries to find something that she would like. Okay, give me an investigation maybe, check. Maybe, uh, maybe berries. Uh, pickled berries. Do... I'm going to... Doesn't it strike you as strange that someone would lock a pantry? It's just food. Fourteen on the investigation. Clearly it's the best thing in this entire house. Or tree. He just cleaned out all the jewels from upstairs and they locked the pantry. Yes. Maybe it was locked against the animals or something like that. 
you going through the shells as talking with Norbit, who is behind you as you're looking through the shelves. I mean, you do catch sight of quite quickly um, on the shelf some familiar leaf wrapped cakes that you recognize look very similar to the the cakes that you got in Elm Twinkle's courtyard. Although these ones make you salivate because these ones, you do smell a very familiar berry that reminds you a lot of Ramag, i.e. reminds you of home. Clicker tries to to grab those. Uh, How many are there? Okay. There are, of course, three. And she's going to grab all of these. Oh, um, I forgot to tell, uh, because Volga said it specifically to to take some of the contraptions. Clicker did pocket the ivory and and wooden shafts, the stone ones, probably being too heavy. Um... And if I remember full. correctly, you uh, or something stopped us from from loading the party sheet. And Thorn, I believe, was going to take the tools. If I'm not mistaken, I'll just leave them there so that he can, when next okay. he's back, he can. Grab yeah, what just he needs. just making sure that yeah that they're not gone until next session. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure you even took the navigator's tools already. Um. So yeah, she she pockets all the all the bread and just looks back at you guys with this this huge eyes says nothing. And what are you doing there, Norbit? Well, because I think it's a bit weird that someone would lock a pantry, I'm going to go in there and have a hunt around. Give me your investigation check. You notice as you look around that the um on the floor, you see some scraping marks in an arch, and they connect with the shelves that are immediately in front of you. Yeah, I'm going to check the shelves out and see if it's actually a hidden door. And you look about on the shelves, you know, your hands moving about and whatnot, and touching the different parts of the shelves. And as you're moving your hand along one of the sides of the shelves, you hear a click. And you're able to pull the shelf open. And I look in the room. Behind, you notice a trapdoor on the floor and a chest against the wall. Hey, Clicker, come and unlock the chest. The chest looks rather unremarkable. Um, check for traps. I do believe this thing's tend to be trapped. Trapped? Well, you know, like a wire that would set off something. Mm. Clicker is going to investigate this unremarkable small chest. Okay. Why would anybody trap a chest? That's silly. Because it's probably got a diamond inside it, the size of a Volkswagen. <laughs> what is a Volkswagen? I think we've had this conversation before. Yeah, but you were very way, vague with your explanation. 
Well, you know what a wagon is? The thing you tow behind a, a, a horse? Yes? Yeah. I know very well what that is. Well, a Volkswagen is a wagon big enough to tow behind a horse that you can put lots of Volks on. Volks is a kind of deer, no? But what are Volks? What are Volks? Yes, no, right? What are Volks? Volks? They're, um... Give me a bit to think of a good answer to that one. What's a Volk? Um... It's a wolf in Russian. <laughs> it's a wolf in Russian? <laughs> in German, it's people. Um... Yeah, it's it's... When you go hunting and you you kill the Russian wolves, then <laughs> then you gather them up and carry them on a wagon. And normally, a good Volkswagen will carry about forty or fifty uh, fifty Volks on the back of it. So they're usually quite smelly and a bit messy, but uh, you know all that blood and gore. But you end up with a whole lot of wolf pelts. The obvious question is, what's a Russian? That is precisely <laughs> what what is happening. Hold on, don't don't just spoil stuff. Okay. Clicker yeah, turns fair. turns back towards <laughs> the, the chest and and looks at it left right, left right, tilting her head. But what is a Russian? Oh, a Russian. So what happens is you get a whole lot of people, okay, and 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 you gather them together, right, and then what you do is you say. Hey guys, it's a Black Friday sale over here. And they all come rushing at you. What's a Black Friday? Ah. That sounds very direful. Now that you mention that, a Black Friday. A Black Friday is a thing that was invented in America. And what happens is that all the stallholders within the town decide that they're going to sell everything at a discount price really cheaply to get you in, in the hope that you'll buy something else from their stall. Is America a place? I What's think America? being in a... I think being in a dream is starting to affect his mind. Maybe we should hurry up. He's coming up with new things, I think, that don't exist. Uh, do I find anything about the chest in the meantime? Did you roll? I, I didn't see you roll. Oh, so, sorry, uh, investigation? Yes. 18. <laughs> That's exactly what you needed. DC 18. Looking at the chest, you don't see anything that looks like a pressure plate or holes that might indicate needles or spikes or something like this. And looking through it, I mean, your eyes keep focusing on the lock and you think that you should be able to do that lock as well. It looks not complicated either, but you're there. You're looking for traps. You are pretty, pretty certain there's no traps about that chest. And just so you know, the chest isn't that big. You could readily carry that in two hands. Yep. Which yeah. is what, she go what she's going to do because we have no light in here, right? Yeah. The light is just outside. Uh, is that... Um, trapdoor actually there? Yes. Okay. Oh, I don't know about this chest. Let me get some light for the lock. I think it's... It's safe to handle. 
Go check out this trapdoor. And she grabs the chest and wants to carry it, uh, carry it outside to the sconces. Nobody explained what a sconce is. A sconce. Oh, a sconce. That's that's when you you bake something in an oven, and you end up with a bunch of sconces, and you sell the sconces with cream and jam. But why are they glowing and shedding light? <laughs> the sconces, because they're poisonous. And it's Christmas, <laughs> and we like to poison the little children at Christmas with our poisonous sconces. This land has fascinating traditions. Certainly does. Okay, uh, I... I'm going to go over there and click uh, <laughs> taking the, uh, the the chest out. I'm going to go over there and lift the trapdoor. Okay. Can I tell where? Sorry, can I tell where the humming is coming from? Is it from the trapdoor or below the trapdoor or the chest? As Clicker carries the chest past you, you can feel that the hum is coming from the chest. Then I will follow Clicker. Norbit, uh, when you grab onto the ring to lift up the the trapdoor, it lifts easily. And I look down the trapdoor. And I see... We'll finish with Clicker here first. Blackness. So you can give me another Thieves' Tool roll mm -hmm. against your dexterity. 25. Oh, man. It stopped on 5 inside my chat window. I was like, oh, wow. I'm not going to do it. 25 definitely does it. So once more, describe as how... This is a more complicated lock. You're that much you're sur sure of. In fact, you're, how would I explain it? You would know it's a DC five harder than the other lock was. Clicker puts the chest on the table, sits down and very carefully again, examines the lock from outside, pecks it a couple of times, um, trying to feel something on the inside and then grabs uh, multiple of her thieves tools, goes through them to um, cause multiple clicks go off in, in the lock until she finally takes the same um, tool that she used before on the on the door lock to do the final trick and open the lock up. And you have no problem as you as that last tumbler falls into place. You hear the satisfying click and the it is unlocked. When you open up the chest, I assume you're opening it. She's she's looking over her shoulder and as that click sound um, sounds or rings, she's just looking at, at Volga and you see her, her beak opening a slight bit and she keeps repeating that clicking noise. Seem seemingly very content. That is adorable. <laughs> FYI, a sconce is basically a metal structure that usually hangs on the wall where you would mm. put something like a torch or some form of a, a light source. Whereas a scone is what Norbert was talking about. 
Anyways. Uh, did you did Volga say that? Or was that you? No, that was me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you open the chest? She's waiting for Volga. I will open the chest. You pop open the chest, and inside you notice that it is still made out of wood, but all along the interior are carved symbols everywhere. And I think uh, you wouldn't recognize this the the language yourself, Volga. Sitting center to all of the hieroglyphs inside the chest is a larger bit of shard that sits there on the bottom. And it's not that it's center point to the script. It's not like the scripts are coming and, you know, in a circle around the, this blue shard. No, the, the scripts are just everywhere throughout the interior of this chest. And if Thorn was playing, he might have noticed something quite important about that, but he's not here, so shoot. Wow. Okay, I'm going to write him a message Dang. right now. Uh, can I uh, um, pick up the shard from the chest? And I want to have two shards in my two hands and look at them, compare them, see if, uh, if like they will fit together in in the shape if you know <laughs> what i mean beautiful i put the second pieces inside the party sheet and as you look at the two the smaller one in your left hand and this larger one in your right hand the humming is now unified you no longer hear a, harm, a harmonization and as you look at that and look at them about it's quite clear in fact i mean with your amazing passive perception you would have got it anyways but it's You'd only need like a DC seven to figure out that these two pieces were meant to be together. If I just touch them with each other, will something happen? <laughs> Absolutely. You touch the two pieces together and there is a little spark that you hear like a pssst, and the two pieces meld together, becoming one piece, and you are you cannot see the separation of them anymore. It looks like just one piece now. So in terms of what's inside your inventory, if you took the two pieces, just remove one and you've just got the one large shard. And that large shard, uh, how tall are you again, Volga? Uh, it's about two meters. Let me check. I've written it down somewhere. 187 centimeters yeah so that large shard even though you're a female of your species your hands are still two meters you got big hands that large shard is the size of one of your hands and in terms of what you want to write to thorn just say that one of the symbols he noted is a familiar symbol of a tablet and the new shard is uh, still blue right yep does it hum? And the odd thing is about them is that they have, they look crystal, but they don't feel crystal. They feel really strong. They do not feel fragile. And when they fuse together, 
in that moment that they fuse together for the briefest like less than a second you get this image in your mind of this immense for lack of better words i would say do you know what a min minaret is Nope. It's the pointy thing that you find on the top of a Russian dome. Well, temples, like Islamic temples, they have minarets yeah. on the sides and whatnot. So, ah, that I know, yes. Yes, sim uh, I probably spelt that right. I don't think it's minaret, it's probably minaret. Anyway. I-R-E-T. The point is that it looks something like that, but, you know, that is a very clear tower this is narrow and pointy it still has the appearance of crystal when you get this glimpse but it seems very large because you see it floating above the landscape that is unfamiliar to you dear thorn today we totally missed something important because you were very absent-minded we may have learned something that would have answered all our questions. One of the symbols in the chest we found, according to the omniscient narrator voice, is the symbol of a tablet. Volga's shard attached itself to a larger shard inside. I worry about you. Clicker. Nice. Very good. So... When you look down into that, I'm just going to briefly put your token into this place here, Orbit. Because this is what you will see. How do I do this? I don't have dark vision. <laughs> I see a lot of blackness. Just left click yourself. I think a new map opened for you, maybe? Uh... No, I still got the nightmare. Yeah, just now. Go on, go on. Yep, that's opened. Bit of a lag. Yeah, of course, because it's got to pull the information. So looking down the hole, you see a flickering of light. What you see there in the map is not quite a proper what you would see, because when you're looking down, you can see 20 feet down. You can see, you see that this ladder goes down. 20 feet. Actually, hold on a second. I got to remember this, right? Yes, the ladder goes down 20 feet and you can see below is a wooden platform and you can see the flicker of light coming from the east and further down as you see another ladder. So give me a perception check. Okay. Yeah, that's all you note. So with the line of sight stuff, um, oh, I just lost my image. Well, it should still be there, but yeah, I put you back on the other map because you're with the other people still. You're not down there. Oh, okay. I was just going to ask you about that to, in terms of the, just a, a unity thing. So with that, that didn't appear to take into account that I don't Height. have any dark vision or any... Yeah, Why? I know. That's the next thing they're working on. So okay, the reality is, is you would have seen just the areas where the lights were flickering light that came down. So you would have been able to judge the distance as close to 20 feet to go down that one ladder. Yeah. 
and then you would have seen that there was some flickering light that was coming like you would have seen a small five foot platform and then ladder leading down again leading further down and another bit of flickering light yeah. all that you seen with line of sight was because they, okay. they just give you line of sight until the ends of the earth that's okay i've now come back to the kitchen area and i can't see what i know to be there so the line of sight now click click yourself click myself i've done that you left click yourself and you can't see anything no no i'm there i'm there but when i come when i come back to the kitchen all the areas that i know exist that i've seen before oh yeah all, yeah they blank. don't they it doesn't remember what, what you've discovered on that map yes i know yeah, that's okay kind of shitty i'm but. just i'm assuming that you can't see what you may not be able to see what i see if oh yeah sense. i see it ever i see everything oh, okay so you know what i can't see cool yes Right. I click on you and I can see everything that you see. As long as I have you left clicked right now and as you move around, it follows the line of sight that you have. Oh, okay. So I don't have to tell you that. I was just looking at that in terms of, yeah. And then if I click Volga, I get her line of sight, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Volga and Clicker have, one of you guys need to change your color. Cool. Okay. Hey guys. Down here, there's a Hi. ladder and a basement and things to explore. Or shall we just go back to the real world? Exploration sounds great, especially because we have no time. Okay. I am going to try and imagine a Warhammer. Okay. Give me your wisdom check. We need to find the spark. Quickly. What spark? The spark that is causing this imbalance. What imbalance? That is why we're here. The spark is what destabilized the dream realm. What are you talking about? Oh, you were not there. Olga, can you explain it? I'm not sure I, I understand it. Thorn! <laughs> oh, Thorn. So, Thorn explains what Elm Twinkle had explained before about how, yes, you guys had the essence that came from Duskwood and from Saffron, and that you should never have been given those essences, Elm Twinkle had said when she when she took the essences back from you, the essences that had given you your boons, the boon that gave you better dexterity and gave Thorn better constitution. She was surprised that you had that and how you got it. And later on, after she had gone for a bit and came back, she had alluded to, is that the right word? I don't know. She let you know that Savosi, it was a single entity and had been split in twain and to create two separate entities that were at constant opposition of each other. That Savosi was an autumn archfey who had volunteered to become a lock to hold back the Starlight Court. Something within the theater of the... Uh, so Savosi was placed into the, the Plane of Dreams 
and when Split and Twain would start a theater of opposition between Duskwood and Saffron, constantly opposed to each other, fighting each other. And it would run out a story that would repeat over and over and over again. But there was an imbalance because Saffron should never have been able to contact people in the material plane or bring them into the into her realm, nor should have Duskwood. And yet something odd was happening. And there was some f- imbalance that was within the theater that was Savosi, that was messing with shit. So other than returning the essence back to Duskwood and Saffron, she'd also asked if you guys would search for what that imbalance was and find it and, and take it out, whatever it was. And in payment, she gave back the boon to Thorn and to Clicker, as well as said she might be able to help take you guys back to where you need to be. So says Thorn. And somebody somebody mentioned the spark. Right? Yes, she the told you about being, the spark. Yeah, the spark being like a like a little ball of energy that is malicious. I I think she explained that a spark can sometimes form on its own from an immensely powerful storm, immensely powerful storm, like the you know, once a century type ridiculous storm. Or there was another reason that she said was related to the Titans of ages ago, that they're, the remnants of them are still about the lands that everybody lives in, including where you come from, Volga, but to a different extent. And so they often, a spark would be a part of the Titans as well. So there's two possible places that, that a spark could come from. And if you if you left click on the maps on your right sidebar, when it opens up the images and maps, at the bottom there it says all. If you click on all, it will show you all the pictures that I shared with you. And there should be one in there that's called spark. And that picture, which I'll reshare with you guys here again, is based on Elm Twinkle's description, that's kind of what you thought. Now, yes, I know there's skulls in this picture, but this just comes from the handbook, so I wouldn't have said that there's skulls around this thing, but any which way. As for you, Clicker, you've you've kind of experienced something slightly different. You know something else. I don't know if you remember. Hold on, I'm taking notes, just so I don't forget what the spark is again. Or where it comes from, because I f- totally forgot that Titan spit. So, so far, based on everything we know, this blue crystal is not the spark, and is not spark adjacent. Looking at it, and based on what you're hearing from Thorn, and what you'd heard from Elm Twinkle, although she didn't do a good job explaining that, it does not seem like it at all. Sorry, Norbit, 16. You concentrate on forming this Warhammer and you've got like, remembering how when you dropped it and you focused on creating blue smoke and how beautiful that blue smoke looked as you dropped it and it disappeared. You know what you need to do to get this Warhammer formed in your mind. 
So you think about it clearly exactly how you want it, just like that hammerhead shark hammer that you created before. And you've got it. You're holding it in your mind. And as you know, it should show up. But the resistance you feel right now is something fierce. It is almost physical that you can feel that resistance now stopping you from being able to make that hammer yeah. from the dream substance. Yeah. yeah. And well, as before, what? it comes from below. It comes from below. I do not remember, and I have no notes about that other thing that Clicker should know. Can I... I mean, I, I have a suspicion that it's... that it may be about... Um, Ooh, words. I didn't know where the sentence was supposed to go. Uh, I had something before, though. I, I can't quite remember now, and it's probably not it anyway. So can I roll like a memory roll kind of deal uh, to see if Clicker remembers? Because she certainly would remember this better than me. Uh, I think... Is it about the imbalance and that it lets other things into the realm that shouldn't be there? Like the aberrations? To that extent, it was never clear from what the explanation that you got from Elm Twinkle that it, you got the, the sense that there are limitations to what Saffron and Des Duskwood can do as a split being. They're meant to play out a constant role that goes over and over again. Exiting past that role shouldn't be possible. So Saffron showing up in the material plane shouldn't have been possible when she met you inside the, the underbarrows. But I think I also, if I remember right, yes, inside Discord, I shared an image that came up to you when you were having your episode. Oh yeah, Clicker has a lot of those. This would you have mean, been, you, I'm pretty sure this was not too long ago and when you were first come to the dream and just before. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was at the same time that you got the the image of the, that symbol, that rune. But how is that related to the spark? I never no noticed that there was any relation to the... Well, bugger, that could be that I effed up and, and uh, I didn't, when I was telling you that story, I didn't include a relation and I just forgot that I didn't include a relation and now I've, I've spilled the beans. Yeah, uh, I already forgot what you said, so let's just continue. Wink, okay. wink. All right, so what are you guys going to do? Explore. So we have this dark um, basement of the basement. It, it is black in here, right? There's no light. Is that correct? There's lights. There's lights in the basement. At the bottom yes. of the ladder. There are lights. Okay. Yep. Uh, w one way or another, Clicker is going to light one of the wooden candles. However, that's going to work. Do they even work? 
you would have noticed too when you were putting everything back into your backpack after Norbert had dumped them out that any of the items that were in your backpack that had that starlight symbol in them they're all gone one of your daggers remains metal but the other dagger that had the starlight symbol on it has been replaced with wood all of your ball bearings are now wooden ball bearings so anything that had that starlight symbol on it has now been replaced by a similar object but it's made out of wood or if, if it's like for example a candle it's still a wax candle but okay. anything that had the starlight symbol on it is gone so that includes the rapier the rapier was pulled from the fish that did not have the starlight symbol on it it did not no but it, it had some symbol on it it was just a fish rapier didn't it hmm okay so now, now I'm confused, but let's go over this after the session, perhaps, and sort out the inventory. Because she certainly wouldn't carry all of that around. Hang on, there was a, there was a rapier in the backpack when I dumped it on the ground. I didn't see it. No. No. Not in the backpack. It's on her oh, belt. Okay. This is Ivan. I'm also known as Gary Dog, the Hammer Dog Games Community Manager. And I'm playing Clicker, a Ravenfolk locksmith. Hello, my name is Atua, and I will be playing Thorn of the Tiefling Bard. Hi, I'm Darium. I'm playing as Volkashelist, the Farlock Druid. I'm Mick, and I play Norbit. And then there is me. I am Dagaba, and you're listening to a Crimson Nib podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Crimson Nib or at Facebook.com slash Crimson Nib. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please rate and review me on Google Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, good people, adieu.